how's it going? Animate JF here. No, you can just call me AF if you like. Kinda sounds like a weird bark. It's the Mega Drive Mini Marathon, and you're stuck with me now for the next hour. But don't worry, I have some grand Mega Drive and Mega CD tunes to pleasure your ear holes with. I just realised how bad that sounds as soon as it came out of my mouth. Now that's what I call Mega CD! Yeah, the Mega Drive Mini 2's really got some cool deep cuts on it in terms of like some of the games they've picked, so we're definitely going to be picking some tunes from games that are on there. But there's also just going to be some personal favourites that have just followed me around for most of my life. We're going to kick this thing off with The Madness by DJ Ear and Incredible Sonic CD Remix. Let's go!
mate. The first time I heard that remix was at Summer of Sonic 2016. Man, I really miss Summer of Sonic, that thing. Oh. <laughs> That's made me feel a little bit emotional. It's been, is, is, has it really been that bloody long? Oh, man, I love all the little nods to the 90s dance scene in there. Did you spot the Prodigy and Cranky references? Also, I'm pretty sure Speedy Speed Boy was in there. Just like that car that just went by, he was a bit of a Speedy Speed Boy. Man, I was obsessed with the visuals and the music of Sonic CD as a kid. I was, I was, I was quite lucky actually. I had a Mega CD not long after I got my Mega Drive, and yeah, I was just like drawing Palm Tree Panic Zone in my first like early doodles of Sonic when I was a kid, and I remember ripping the soundtrack onto a cassette so I could walk around with my Walkman or whatever kind of cassette player I had. Yeah, Sonic CD means a lot to me. So let's follow that up with another game that is on the Mini 2 of the CD variety, and that is The Ninja Warriors, which was actually a Japanese-only release, so it's quite nice that they've actually put it on the Western version as well. But it's worth it just for that ridiculous little story thing that you could do on the side about Suntata, and this is probably maybe the best version of Daddy Mulk you will ever hear. As far as I'm concerned, this is like one of the best video game songs ever. It pretty much sells this otherwise kind of basic game where you just sort of walk around and stab people. But <laughs> it's... What does Daddy Mulk even mean? You know what? I don't want to know. If, I, if, if it actually has some kind of meaning, then I'd rather not know. But yeah, Daddy Mulk.
Obviously now I really just can't hear the word daddy the same way ever again. <laughs> the way I started that story sounds really bad. But no, there was an animated film on Netflix called Haunted Journey, which is basically just like some cheapo remake of both the Wizards of Oz films. Kind of gave me like Zelda CDI vibes. There's like the pumpkin character. He just constantly throughout the entire second half of the film is saying stuff like, are you my daddy? It's the way he says it. It's like, daddy. It's like, nope. No, I never want to hear the word daddy ever again because now all I think of is daddy <laughs> from this from this random crappy animated film. Right, so next up we're going to play a song from Asterix and the Great Rescue which has one of the most bizarrely rocking and inappropriate, I don't know, like inappropriately rocking soundtracks considering it's just kind of like... You know, it's based on a French comic, it's not a particularly great platformer, but my god, this soundtrack by Nathan McCree is just insane. So we're going to be playing the title screen music. I always associate this song with sort of early days of doing gaming stuff on YouTube on a channel called Lucky Hit that I was working with some friends on, and this was kind of like the theme tune to the first episodes of that. So uh, this one sticks with me for that specific reason. But yeah, this song rocks. Nathan just really just went to ham on this soundtrack and yeah, we're going to we're going to play that.
you know my absolute favourite thing about Asterix and the Great Rescue has to be when you get to Germany in the game. A few levels into Germany, they just they just friggin' give up. The, the level is just a bunch of sausages, just like long sausage platforms in the sky, and the enemies are throwing both axes and sausages at you. Yeah, like axe, sausage, axe, sausage. The axes, you can punch out of the air and deflect. The sausages, you cannot. They instantly kill you. Yeah, this <laughs> game's ridiculous. So sometimes, back when I used to like be able to buy random cheap Mega Drive games at car boot sales and then just bought them home and plugged them in, sometimes you'd just plug a game in and the music would kick in and it would just blow your friggin' socks off. And this is definitely one of those cases. This is Transparent Obstacle from Gauntlet 4. It's not actually the fourth Gauntlet game, it's actually just Gauntlet 1, but with like some extra really cool RPG mode. It's just called Gauntlet 4 because it has four player support, I think that's the reason. It does have the arcade soundtrack as well, which is really basic, but the music that was made especially for this is... Yeah, it's it's very special. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go on over to the obstacle that is transparent, which probably means you can't see it, and yeah, that that, that might make things a bit difficult.
who of you out there listening are going to be buying both the Japanese and the English Mega Drive Mini 2s? I know you're out there. I know you are. Well, one of the games you will be able to check out on the Japanese Mega Drive Mini 2 is Ah Hominunada! Ah Hominunada! Ah Hominunada! Something like that. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't actually know how you pronounce it, but it's a sumo wrestling game. I believe it's based on a manga. It has a really rich, like, colour scheme. I love, like, the deep colours that this game has. It just looks really nice. But yeah, the soundtrack, it's going to sound very, very familiar to you if you're a fan of Shinobi 3. I believe it's some of the same composers, and it pretty much just sounds like more music from Shinobi 3. So if you like Shinobi 3 and you wanted more of that, here's more of that. When Sega bought out the rights to all of Technosoft's games, most people were like, oh, hell yeah, Thunderfalls, they own Thunderfalls now. But for me, it was like, hell yeah, they own Elemental Master. <laughs> like this, this, this shmup that not many people have actually maybe played because it was Japan only. Uh, no, 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 that's true. That's not true. There was a, there was a Genesis release and it was just us poor Europeans that did not get this game. This is one of those games that came up with a Japanese Mega Drive bundle that I got on eBay back in the day, which was probably the best purchase I have ever made on eBay. It was literally a modded Mega Drive. I think it's like a PAL i system something like that and it came with like 40 games which included Elemental Master, Musha, uh, Devil Crush, all kinds of amazing games but yeah really happy to see this one featured on the mini 2 actually i think this is a criminally underrated game very difficult though i must admit i've not been able to actually beat this one in any capacity it was nigh on impossible to pick just one track from this game as the entire soundtrack is just a barrage of absolute bangers it takes a moment to kick in but when it does you ain't ready you ain't ready 
you, you're not ready. You just ain't. to mention the protagonist from the Elemental Masters shows up as one of those sign holders in the Sega Ages games on the Switch. I only know this because I spent about 40 hours playing Columns 2 to unlock them all. Those are 40 hours of my life I'll never get back. So my childhood of playing Mega Drive games was mostly made up of cartoon platformers, especially the Disney stuff, but there was like, I, I still remember my sister getting Bubsy 2 one birthday and I, I definitely remember we played a lot of Ren and Stimpy together. The game our next song will be from is, I, I can't remember if I specifically asked for this game or maybe someone just got it for me, maybe my grandparents or something. But either way, I was like, what, six years old at the time? If I saw a box with a skateboarding dinosaur on it, I most likely would have asked for that. Because, come on, it's a skateboarding dinosaur. <laughs> what more do you want? <laughs> so yeah, the game is uh, Radical Rex and the song is called Inner Works. There's a part of the game that still sticks with me to this day and it's this level where you get eaten up by a big dinosaur and then you're just like jumping around inside its stomach and there's like tubes that are like, the, you know, like those tubes and chemical plants that sip you around except they're, they're intestines. Yeah, it was pretty gross. Uh, the music is really spoopy so it's very appropriate for, you know, this time of year. After that, I'll play another dino theme tune. Ooh, dinos. Dinosaurs.
So that last tune was from Wolf Team's Dino Land, which despite the name is not a platformer, but a pinball game with little cartoon dinosaurs plodding about. I only played it for the first time a couple years ago, and while there are much, much better pinball games on the old MD, I've still ended up sinking a lot of time into this one. Maybe it's something to do with the fun noises a lot of the creatures make when you smack into them. They all go, <laughs> I should just play the sound, but they're like, <laughs> I really do have a bit of a soft spot for Wolf Team's output, even though their games can be quite janky at times. As a kid, whenever I booted up Road Avenger or Time Gal, when that freaky Wolf Team logo came up, I had no idea what the voice was saying. Game Creative Stab. Wolf Team. Team Green Stab? What? Teen the green what? It took me most of my life to find out and realise that it's just saying game creative stuff. I think it was just the compression of like the Mega CD audio that made it bad. As you looked it up, and there's like a laser disc high quality version of it, and it just blew my mind how smooth and how much clearer it is. <laughs> But yeah, we're going to play a couple more songs from some Wolf Team games, including a Mega CD game called Soldis, or that was the name of the Genesis version. It was actually called Solfis on the Mega CD. I don't think... I don't know how it works. I don't understand why that happened, but I can probably guess why they changed the name to Soldis. I could take a wild guess. I mean, you know, I shouldn't really have to spell it out. Oh, and for the British folk out there, listen out for the part in this song that sounds like a tile being revealed in catchphrase. It's probably just me. My mind might just be broken, but see if you notice it.
right, well, that funky jam was The Shrine from Arcus Odyssey. There's a really good um, Evercade cart, this game on it now. It's like the renovation collection, and it also has stuff like El Viento, it has Dino Land, and even the Genesis version of Soldis. And it also has Granada, which I think is the only Wolf Team game on the Mini 2. Actually, kind of surprised they didn't pick something like Road Avenger, because most people, when they think of the Mega CD, they associate it with games like Night Trap and Sewer Shark. But for me, I mostly, FMV-wise, I associate it with, like, the anime stuff, like Time Gal and Road Avenger, because most UK Mega CDs came with Road Avenger. Bit of a random question, but what was the first meme you ever saw? I still remember mine for some reason, and it was all your base up belonged to us. I think the first time I ever saw it was it was like someone's signature on like a forum and it was just some picture of some fluffy kittens with all your base all belongs to us next to it and I had no idea what it was about. Sometime after I found it was actually from a Mega Drive game and it was actually a, uh, a translation from a European release of a Mega Drive game so as soon as I found that out I had to hunt down a copy of uh, Zero Ring. Yeah, outside of yeah, the obvious wonky translation at the start of that game, there are some absolute amazing songs in this game. And I'm going to be playing a song from stage two called Legorus or Legorus, something like that. <laughs> I can't pronounce things. I think it's because I played this game all the way through for the first time on the Switch Online version of uh, the Mega Drive game because it has that rewind feature and this game's quite tough so it was the first time I actually managed to beat the game and saw that ridiculous ending with the little eggplant people dancing. So this song's been stuck in my head for like quite a few weeks ever since and now it could be stuck in yours. thinking of playing the song from Hellfire here as that game is on the Mini 2 but then I realised the only reason I like it is because of the silly buzzing in your ear noise it makes at one point it sort of goes <laughs> and that's literally the only reason I would have put that one on and you know for the association with the Mini 2 I guess I don't know if anyone here is old enough to remember when I was making a fan game called Sonic Switch but Cats from Zero Ring was a character in that where he was depicted as a down and he's like the gingy artist. Yeah, it was a bit weird. <laughs> I was a teenager. Give me a break. 
Let's get back into the spooky spirit with Flower Field from a Japan only game called Momono Hunter Yoko. I had to read that out very slowly so I don't tongue twist myself. This is another game based on an anime which I recall having a rather ropey subtitled VHS of back in the day. Uh, it, was, it, it definitely uh, was one of those anime videos that you, at the age that I watched it, I, I A, probably shouldn't have been watching it, and B, probably had it on very quiet so my parents couldn't hear it. <laughs> probably, I don't know. The game's actually pretty underrated though, I'd definitely recommend trying it out. After that we're going to have a little chill out by the seaside with Seaside from Devilish aka Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted an excuse to use that sample. my childhood Mega Drive games for a moment, there's definitely one that stands out as being a highlight despite its subject matter, I guess? And that was McDonald's Treasure Island Adventure. As you can imagine, me and my sis would beg to go to Mackey's every so often and we just so happened to have like two of them down the high street. And you all know why. Happy Meal Toys! I actually had a bit of a crazy collection at some point. I think we even ended up with like a load of American Happy Meal Toys from car boot sales and stuff. 
And a particular memory is one cold December when we would go into McDonald's literally daily to try and collect all 101 Dalmatians that they made for the live action movie. They literally made 101 Dalmatians and they put them in like non-transparent bags and most of the toys were like exactly the same. They just had like a different coloured collar. So it was a pain in the ass, but luckily you didn't have to buy a Happy Meal every time. You could just buy the toys back then. I'm not sure if you could still do that, but to be fair, from what I've seen, they don't even really make toys anymore. They seem to just put bits of cardboard because I, I, I went in recently to see what the Sonic the Movie 2 toys were and they were, like, they were just like bits of cardboard. It's just like, what? That's, that's not a toy. <laughs> you can't call that a toy. It's like, it was literally a bit of cardboard. Anyway, I think we had all the McDonald's video games at some point, like McDonald Land on the Amiga, which has some really bloody good music, and Global Gladiators, which also has some really bloody good music. But Treasure Island is the one I can say is still a great game today, and obviously that's because it was made by Treasure. It was actually their second game, just after Gunstar Heroes, and it kind of feels like almost like a prototype of Dynamite Heady in some respects. Some of the game mechanics are similar, and you've got the same music composer. So this is my favourite tune from it. The level is a really weird one because there's like these ugly sumo wrestlers that like stomp around and warp the level, and the song is called Magical Town. After that, I'll play a song from another childhood favourite, Lemons. Blow them all up. Oh no!
You know, I could easily sit here and just play all my favourite Mega Drive tunes all night long, but let's give the old Megan CD some more love, shall we? Fancy some more cheese on your toast? Well, good, because the next two songs offer it in spades. Spades of cheese! The first is technically from a music album that also doubles as a Mega CD game called Sing! Sega Game Music, presented by BB Queens, that has a version of a Master System game called Teddy Boy Blues on it. It's kind of like a 16-bit remake, I suppose. And you could play any of the album's music alongside the game, which is a cool feature. I kind of wish more albums did this, actually. I wish there was more, like, albums that had, like, little Mega CD games built in on them. I think that's a really cool feature. So the song I'm using from this album is Burning Love which is a cover of Afterburner's iconic music with vocals and is the corniest, most beautiful thing I've ever heard. After that, to stick with the obscure music album connections, we're going to play Poseidon from a rather crummy RPG based on a fictional pop band called Funky Horror Band, Wakusei Woodstock. Honestly, the intro and this song is the only reason this game is sitting on my Mega Everdrive Pro. This is, I don't know, like the Japanese equivalent of them making a video game based on Mr. Blobby or something? Oh wait, they did that, didn't they? Now go, enjoy the cheese, the spades of cheese, on your toast. I surrender my heart to 
song so good and why is the game that precedes it so bad like seriously check out the animated intro to this game it sets it up like it's going to be something amazing but then the game starts and it's some 8-bit looking bog standard rpg that has really awful music that just kind of goes <laughs> it's such a complete aesthetic whiplash what a strange first party sega video game Gee, I wonder why it never got localised or even fan translated. It's a weird one, but the song's great. And that's me done. That's me done. I'm all done. I hope you enjoyed this hour of me rambling complete nonsense between songs. And uh, yeah, if you liked what you heard, um, if you liked listening to me talk a load of rubbish, let Radio Sega know and maybe I could do more of this kind of stuff in the future. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. But yeah, if you want to find me on the old interwebs, you can find me by just searching Animated AF on all kinds of places like YouTube and Twitch and Twitter and all that good stuff. Or you can just find everything in one place on animatedaf.co.uk. And yeah, that's me. That's me done. I already said that, but that's me done. Yeah, thanks for thanks for tuning in and listening. And I will see you another time, perhaps. Goodbye. <laughs>